Talk Radio 96.7. It's a Thursday, and that means it's time for Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by Frescoes Downtown Lakeland. Your host this afternoon is Josh Hicks. Good afternoon, sports fans. You're listening to 96.7 FM, 1430 AM, WLKF. On my left, I have the artist formerly known as Intern Wyatt, now a.k.a. Wyatt Herb. How you doing tonight, Wyatt? <laughs> we're uh, we're advancing through the names. I don't know where we'll end up by the end of this, but we'll figure it out. I think you're just glad to be past Intern Wyatt, right? I mean, I am, but that is until Neil comes back because yeah. he's not living that one down. That's true. And on my right, I have Becky, that is so slay, Medina. How are you doing tonight? So slay. So slay. So slay. slay. (laughs) I knew that was going to be your answer. Well, tonight on tap, uh, we have a lot for you you listeners. Uh, We're going to have the local update to kick off. Um, We're going to catch up with some of our high school Polk County All Sports Award winners. We have two great interviewers tonight, Aaron Delmar with USA Pickleball Tour and Jack Love from Youth Basketball America will be calling in to the second and third segment, um, respectively. Then we'll be getting on into the national sports update, um, our local college update. We'll, we'll hit on some PGA and a little bit of the MLB scores. So um, off to the races. Wyatt, you want to start us off? Yeah, I can get us going. Uh, let's talk about Gabby Tedesco, who just got done competing at the national championship for wrestling. Uh, after Gabby Tedesco won a wrestling state title a few months back, she got right back into work for nationals. Gabby was almost immediately put into the junior and 16U competition in Fargo, North Dakota, where she won the round of 16 against Ivory Jaquez of Colorado, who was 10 and out. The quarterfinals over Mackenzie Smith of Indiana, who was 8-4 and four and also a former Fargo champion. And then the semifinals against Elaine Hicks of Michigan, who was 10-0. Uh, ahead of her championship match, Gabby and the Lake Gibson wrestling staff watched film on her opponent, Valerie Solorio of Pennsylvania. This obviously helped out as Tedesco took down Solorio using takedowns and nice shots to execute them. Next year will be Gabby's final year at Lake Gibson, and we are excited to see what she does. Yeah, I know Becky's been following her. Becky did a lot of the uh, work leading into the Polk County All Sports Awards. You're a pretty big fan from what I remember. You think she repeats next year? Yeah, she's such a sleigh. She's killing it. <laughs> Learning new new adjectives for that work all the time. <laughs> she's such a sleigh. She's killing it. And she's going to get so many scholarships, I feel like, yeah. next year as a senior. Oh, I'm sure if she hasn't already already been sent multiple offers, uh, oh, yeah. she she's tough. I'm kind of excited to see where she goes to college. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on her as uh, the show develops. Moving on to Lake Wales High School, uh, football player Trent Gro. I can never say his last name. Grojan. Sure. Grohan. I yeah, mean, I, I've heard it four different ways. <laughs> his name's Trent. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, he led the Lake Wales Lake Wales Highlanders to a perfect 15-0 season and their first first football state title in history. Now Trent is gearing up to play with the Weber Warriors next season right here in Polk County. He finished his senior season with 30 touchdowns, 2,561 passing yards, and 60% completion rate. I can't talk today. On top of all this, Trent was also named the Ledger's Big School Offensive Player of the Year. Trent explains in an interview that the transition from high school to college has been difficult, but his eyes are set on the mini camp that happens before season. 
Trent believes that this is where he can shine and make the first team. We want to wish Trent the best of luck throughout his college career, and I'm excited to see him still yeah. playing in Polk County. Yeah, and in talking to some of these Lake Wales fans, Lake Wales fans, we have a lot of them um, in Polk County. Even those that don't live in Lake Wales or haven't grown up there, they've they've certainly developed a a pretty strong program in football. They got to be happy that he's staying in Weber. I mean, it's just right down the road. They'll get to see and and follow his career. He's definitely going to be a great addition to the Sun Conference. Um, matter of fact, I was looking it up today. Um, why I think that their third game of the year, they actually go and travel to play your boys over at Stetson. Yeah, I mean, you know, that'll uh, we'll see how that goes. We're not exactly the greatest either, <laughs> yeah. but uh, who are you rooting for? <laughs> I honestly Stetson. won't be there. <laughs> I won't be at the game. <laughs> but uh, Weber football last year did go six and four. They had a little three and three conference record. Key games for this year are uh, Stetson, Southeastern, Kaiser, and Cumberland, who I actually have a friend. He might have graduated already, but he used to play there. Which one? Uh, Cumberland. At Cumberland? Yeah. I didn't or even know that was a school. Are they pretty decent? <laughs> I don't think so. No? No. <laughs> well, that that's good for Trent Grohan, Grojan, and uh, in the Weber football. So um, that'd be fun and interesting to follow. Uh, hopping into some Lakeland High School news, Larry Jones uh, talking about his first season at Liberty University. Former Lakeland High School defensive end Larry Jones says it has been a smooth transition from high school to college. Jones said in an interview with a ledger that I made a great transition so far. I feel like I proved myself so far. I'm really just getting ready for the season pretty much. You're going to see me on the field quite often. The transition from high school to college, it's a big difference, but my work, th- my work ethic is still the same. Uh, from the get-go, it was evident that the Liberty coaching staff was impressed with Jones's film. This, on top of his confidence ahead of the season, will make it interesting to see what he does on the field. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty exciting for for Lakeland fans. You know, we were just talking about the Lake Wells fans, but I mean Liberty University they they're actually in the top twenty-five in the NCAA. So I mean that's that's pretty that's something to be proud of. I mean, I was confused because last year they got uh, big wins against Arkansas and BYU, but you look at their schedule this year and they've kind of backed off some of those Power Five conferences a little bit more. But still, this year uh, some key games they have are Middle Tennessee, Jacksonville State, who knocked off or came close. I to knocking off Florida State last year, uh, Western Kentucky, and Bowling Green. And some key players we have for Liberty already, Treshawn Clark, who I believe is going into his senior year. He plays defensive end. Demario Douglas at wide receiver, who is also going into his senior year. And Dayday Hunter at running back, who is going into his junior year. Yeah, speaking of, it, it seems like Larry Jones is, is really confident um, going into it. He had a fairly um, easy transition to hear him. I, you know, Some of that may be full-blown confidence or it may really just be that easy for him you know you mentioned uh Treshawn Clark the senior do you do you think that did you, why do you think that he's going to actually get a starting position as a freshman it will be interesting to see I believe if he doesn't have a starting position he's definitely going to be a role player and he'll be in there the end of the first quarter second quarter you know a, a relief player because he, he does play uh he does play d-end if you said Treshawn Clark yes yeah yeah, he plays DN. So uh, basically, DNs they have two or three sets. Sure. So they'll sub them a set at a time for different stuff. You'll have your run block sets, your pat where you think you're passing, and they'll you have a pass rush set. So either way, I do think we're gonna see. Uh, He'll get some looks. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see some looks from him. Well, that's exciting. Uh, getting over into southeastern golf. Um, Southeastern University golfer Matthew Suchanek earned another trip to the U.S. Amateur Championship this season with a second-place finish at the qualifier, and we'd been talking about him at the qualifier, I think, a few weeks before. 
Uh, with a par of 70 strokes, Suchinek shot two over during the first round of play, but followed it up by shooting two under with a 68 on the second round of play. While in an interview, Suchinek said, The biggest difference was my mindset going into Tuesday, knowing what I needed to do in order to secure my spot for this year's U.S. Amateur. The area that I feel like I did very well in during the qualifier was staying patient. In golf, there's a lot of ebbs and flows during a round, so maintaining patience is a vital key to success. The 123rd U.S. Amateur Championship will take place at Cherry Hills Country Club and the Colorado Golf Club in Denver, Colorado, August 14th through 20th. We want to miss... Ooh. We want to wish Matthew the best of luck and cannot wait to see how he places after the tournament is done. I don't know that much about golf, but I mean, US Amateur cool championship, championship, very <laughs> very competitive. Moving on to Polk State, we've been talking about the training to compete camp for a few weeks. The first week just finished up. The second week is starting. It's taking place July 25th to the 22nd, 27th. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, assistant coach Diana Barbosa will be hosting the camp, and it is for the female players all ages, levels, all skill levels, ages 10 to 16. I literally can't talk today. I'm, like, struggling. <laughs> uh, real quick, jumping into Florida Southern College eSports, Florida Southern Director of Athletics Drew Howard announced the appointment of Braden Paramore as the new director of eSports for Florida Southern. Prior to this, Paramore was the head coach of the University of Montevello eSports team. He oversaw a 35-player program which competed in Rocket League, League of Legends, Overwatch, and Valorant. Paramore is also more than just a coach's background in eSports. He was also a competitive eSports player himself as he competed in the World of Warcraft matches with Place's team inside the top 10 in North America. It will be interesting to see the direction that Paramore takes this already more than successful eSports program in. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see the involvement of the yeah the involvement of esports as someone who has always grown up and, and, and enjoy traditional sports i think um last year some of their players uh, outreached you know lebron james like the the type of money that's being thrown around in that sport is just, I just absolutely saw insane on twitter today they're having like a 290 million dollar tournament yeah it's 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 on another level but um, folks, that gets us to the end of uh, the first segment. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening and l- hope you come back around for the second segment. We'll have our first guest, and uh, we'll be back after this. Hey, let's get back into sports. Talk sports. Central on Talk Radio 96.7, brought to you by Camp Margaritaville. Let's get back to it with Becky, Josh, and Wyatt. Afternoon, sports fans. You're listening to 96.7 FM, 1430 AM on WLKF. We have an interesting segment coming up to you this afternoon in our second segment. We have Aaron Del Mar with USA Pickleball Tour. Aaron, are you on the line? I sure am. How are you today? Aaron, how's it going, brother? Um Oh. We we got to uh, tour around Polk County a couple weeks ago, and I got to f- meet you for the first time. It was a um, a great day, and uh, you were a very interesting guy, so I'm excited to have you on. Well, thanks so much for having me. We're excited to be in Winter Haven on August 11th to the 13th for the first annual American Pickleball Tour. We're uh, the fastest-growing sport in America. I know a lot of people in Florida have been feeling the heat of the pickleball excitement, and uh, we're so happy to bring it to Polk County for the first time this year. Yeah, we're we're super stoked to have it as well. Can you can you tell our listeners a little bit about the involvement of of pickleball? And I know you mentioned that it's the fastest growing sport. We see it all the time in the industry um, and being in sports tourism and 
and seeing how it's it's kind of moved from a backyard event to to being a large scale senior tournament to now to now evolving into intramurals for college and and young families and and really hitting all demographics. Can you can you hit on that a little bit? Of course, you know pickleball is the sport for everyone, from young kids playing it in uh, gym class during sixth and seventh grade to adults that are playing it at senior living homes all across the United States. It's a huge sport that everyone can participate and have a great time. For those that have never played pickleball before, it's a cross between tennis and ping pong. It can be played indoors and outdoors. And uh, it really, it's one of those games that you pick up a paddle, you hit a couple balls, and you're addicted for life. Um, You know, as you mentioned, you know, pickleball craze has been going on in uh, America for the last couple years. And now there's even professional teams. Some may, maybe famous people you've heard of, a guy named Tom Brady, Drew Brees, LeBron James, are all purchasing their own professional pickleball teams in each of their own respective cities. So from the bottom player that has just started to pick up a paddle for the first time to the elite players that are playing at ESPN and ESPN2, pickleball is the rave that's going on in the United States right now. So certainly, and I know Advent Health Fieldhouse over there in Winter Haven is is extremely excited to host it in August, and they've held some other some other events um, that are pickleball related, but nothing on the scale that um, your company and, and a general line special events puts on. Can you talk a little bit about that event and the type of age groups? And then I know when we talked about it, the the overall event experience that you guys bring to the table with with getting the younger or the novice players involved. Oh, yeah, definitely. So um, our event is going to be at Winter Haven, Florida. It's going to be August 11th through the 13th. We're going to be playing um, over at the Advent Health Fieldhouse. Uh, right now, as I'm looking at registration, we've got over 215 players already registered. We've got a little bit less than a month ago. We're expecting somewhere between 350 and 400 total pickleball players of all different ages, uh, and different playing abilities to participate. And our tournament's a little bit different than some of the stuff you might be seeing on ESPN and uh, ESPN2. Our tournament is dedicated to those that are kind of first-time players that want to get out there and find an environment where they can test their skills against other players of the exact same skill and exact same age. We're not going to take a 60-year-old man and put him up against a 19-year-old kid. We're going to put him up against someone of their own age, of their own skill level so they can have a competitive yet fun time. And for those that are highly competitive players, we do have divisions for you as well. We're not going to leave you out, but everybody that comes out to the tournament August 11th through the 13th is going to have an amazing time. We also encourage anyone that wants to come out and spectate. It's free to come out and take a peek at it and see what's going on. We're going to have over 18 courts. That's right, 18 live courts of pickleball action going. And we're also creating a special area for those that don't want to be in that ultra-competitive area that want to have some open pickleball play or want to come out for the first time and try it, we will have an open area on three courts uh, for those to come out and just have some open play. It's only 15 bucks or 20 bucks, and they can play unlimited amount of pickleball without the tournament. But for those that want to be in that tournament atmosphere that want to play for the medals, we're going to be giving out um, medals to the top three winners uh, in singles and doubles across all age groups. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun there. Uh, come on out and join us. I mean, again, it's, it's going to be more of a pickleball festival than a uh, tournament structure. So come out August 11th to the 13th to Winter Haven, Florida. Well, Aaron, uh, that's that's fantastic. I know that uh, getting 18 courts in there is no simple task, uh, tournament coordinator wise. You know, and you're expecting 300 plus um, participants 
for those that are listening that are interested to you know to make a run at those medals or or even those that want to just kind of get in get their foot in the door and and try out the twenty dollar um, all day play, where do they go to register? They can go to AmericanPickleballTour.com. Again, that's AmericanPickleballTour.com, and they can register right now and come on out. And I, again, all skills, all age groups are welcome. We have a lot of vendors. We've already booked like six or seven vendors that are going to be coming out. So if you want to grab a new paddle, you want to try the newest pickleball, uh, if you want to get some cool gear and see what uh, what's happening and pick up those different items that are special to the pickleball groups, you can do so. We'll have a nice little expo that we built out there. You know, and we're really excited about working with Polk County Sports. Um, I got to give a shout out to uh, both of our friend Ray Lynn out there for coming and bringing us out there and putting this event together. We would not have been able to do it without you all. So thank you so much for believing in our tournament and our tour and helping support uh, bringing pickleball to Winter Haven and Polk County. Oh, yeah. Polk County Sports, visit Central Florida Sports. We we love it. And I know Raylan's super stoked. She's She's been talking about it for weeks. Every chance she gets, she brings it up. Um, we're, we're excited about it. The city of Winter Haven's excited about it. So for those people listening, I first off want to say thank you to Aaron for coming on and, and chatting about it a little bit and helping promote it and getting getting the word out. Those that are interested in registering, uh, make sure you hit up AmericanPickleballTour.com. You can be get on there before the, the last registration runs out. Um, again, thanks, Aaron, for, for being on the show. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. If you guys would uh, come back and catch up with us again, we have another um, interview with Jack Love from Youth Basketball of America. You guys have a great afternoon and see you here shortly. Let's head back into Sports Central. Talk Radio 96.7 and Sports Central is brought to you by Stay Bridge Suites. And Josh Hicks has the sports hosting duties today. And good afternoon once again, sports fans. I'm your host, alongside Wyatt Herb and Becky That's So Slay. And so Slay. So Slay. And we have a great guest on tap for you this afternoon in the third segment. We have Jack Love from the Youth Basketball of America Association on the line. Jack, are you there? I'm here. I, I thought you said great guest, and so I thought you were talking about someone else for a <laughs> second, but I, but I am here. Thank you. Oh, no. Come on, Jack. We, we've known each other for a long time. You're more than a great guest. You're, <laughs> you're a great sports executive, and you, you bring all kinds of business to Polk County. We love you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Still the same. Yeah. Well, speaking of some of that great business, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about it on the show. Uh, we've held the YBA Nationals all across Polk County. Can you, can you speak on those dates and some of those locations? Yeah, well, you know, it's not just the Nationals. We Our entire season, we've had multiple uh, sure. events throughout the uh, the season. Um, uh, dating back to, to early March, uh, we held our, our uh, annual Super National Qualifier um, in, in the area as well. At the end of March, it drew teams from, from around the state and Georgia and Alabama. They come down to try to earn a an entry into our national championship. But, yeah, just recently in the last uh, – I guess 10 days or so, we, we ran back-to-back sessions of our boys' national championship. We ran a session uh, from July 12th to the 15th and then one from the 16th to the 19th and uh, different grades on each side. But, um, yeah, all around the county, uh, primarily our, our main uh, headquarters for our games and championship games were at the uh, field house over in Winter Haven. Yeah. Well, what I love about the, the Nationals, it, it's kind of the culmination for all those great events that you host in Polk County. But the great thing about YBA or Youth Basketball of America is, 
you guys really do spread the love in Polk County and not only Polk County, but Central Florida. And from my understanding and talking to Ray Lynn, you guys were, were all over, you know, between Simpson Park Community Center and Kelly Rec. You utilized some of the high schools. You guys were at Auburndale Community Center. I think you even uh, made it up to Davenport at the Tom Fellows Community Center a couple of times. So you really spread the love um, financially for, for those cities, but you also, you know, your teams were out spending money in those those areas and those cities at the restaurants and the storefronts. And can you talk to a little bit about that and, and the great relationship that you've held with Visit Central uh, Florida Sports for the last, I don't know, has it been 10, 15 years since, since the uh, late, great uh, Don Rulinger? Yeah, even dating back then, I mean, we, we back to the 90s, we've had a relationship in, in the area with since Florida, this is since Florida Sports and Mark Jackson and, and the whole team. I, I tell you what, I, I could spend an hour talking about um, how much we appreciate uh, the team over there and how much they supported us over the years. Uh, I've been at this for a couple of decades now, uh, over a couple of decades with YBA and bringing our national championship uh, down to the area. And, and, and every year I come, it, it's still special uh, getting out and around the county and seeing uh, the teams and the families coming, like you said, coming in and out of the restaurants and the hotels, uh, sometimes with multiple teams from different states in the same restaurant sort of having a, a great time together. As many years as I've been doing this, it's one of the things that I really look forward to the most and, and seeing, uh, seeing the teams just spread out all around the county and, and enjoying all that the county has to offer. Yeah, it really is a a, um, a great experience, and it really does uh, make make you feel good when you're out and about seeing it. I know for me, I never I never get tired of it. We were at Chili's last weekend, and we actually saw a baseball and a basketball team from different different sides of the county. So it was it was really great to see that. And I know in talking to you the last couple of days and texting, and and I know hearing it from Ray that you know it's it's been a tiring few days for you the past ten days. I know. Have, have you had a chance to get any rest? Or are, you, are you looking to anything? Is anything getting exciting for you coming up in the future? Well, you know, the day after the national tournament is my hibernation day, but because you <laughs> called and you text, I made sure that I was going to be available for you today. Uh, I really appreciate that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there, there used to be a time when the national championship tournament was over and you sort of had some um, – some months to catch your breath and get ready for the next season. And it really doesn't um, work like that as much anymore. Uh, we are preparing for our leadership conference uh, for YBOA here in about uh, what's next Monday. So a week from Monday uh, up in Atlanta. And this is where we bring our, our various leaders from around uh, the country uh, together. And we network and talk about our season and ways that we can improve. And so, uh, we'll head right into that in preparation for that. And then, um, like I said, the season really doesn't end too much anymore. We'll get ready for a series of, of some fall events, um, smaller events, but one-day, two-day events uh, in the fall. And that just leads right into our 2024 20, season as well. So it really doesn't stop. Well, we, we love those fall events just as much as we do the Nationals, you know, just keeping the repetitive nature, keeping people involved with, with Polk County and seeing our product. You know, it's a great testament. I will speak on the leadership conference that you guys host every year. We've we've uh, went out to that a couple times, more than a couple. But you know, the fact that you that YBA and Youth Basketball of America is constantly investing in their referees and the product year after year, the, you can really tell between all the directors and the coaches and the refs and the volunteers that 
they truly do care about the evolution of the sport, but more importantly, the evolution of YBA. And it, you can tell that the product gets better year after year. And it's, it's hard to say because it's such a great product, but you know, it, it really does get better each year. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. And you're right. Evolution is probably the best uh, term you could have used. I mean, the, the sport in our industry has really evolved and changed. I've, I've been at it, like I said, for um, a couple of decades plus, and it's just amazed, amazing to see the, the change uh, and the, you know, the other co- the competition that's out there and the other organizations and, and the amount of kids playing basketball around the country and the way the sport has grown. It's uh, you better continue to evolve and, and reinvent yourself and get better, uh, you know, or you get left behind. And I appreciate you saying that we really take a lot of pride in doing that. And, um, you know, part, part of that is, is when we meet at our leadership conferences is talking about those ways that we can continue to evolve and, and grow as, as a company, as an organization. Yeah, I mean, YBOA is certainly what what the other competition compares themselves to. And I I wouldn't just say that to to blow smoke. You know, I've been in in this industry for about 10 years now, and I've worked with a handful of other uh, operators and event organizers and rights holders. And and you guys really do set the bar for the type of tournament that is held. And and I think a lot of coaches and um, even players and parents, you know, they, they may sanction under different bodies, but, you know, at the end of the day, when YBOA comes to town, everybody wants to be a part of that because you you know what you're going to get and and you know we're we're grateful for that relationship that that, that we've always had with you, Jack, and um, love the fact that you're the national director and you get to bring you know a whole other level of, of sporting events to to Polk County and we we I just want to say we're we're grateful for that. Well, I, I really appreciate that, and you know, it's we have a great team. And uh, we are—we just take a lot of pride in what we do, um, and, and we care about not only our teams but our relationships, like we have uh, with you down in, in the Polk County area. It's just—it's just been amazing. I, a quick story: I—I I got a—I um, received a letter in the mail. You know, you don't receive letters too much <laughs> these days anymore. I guess about five or six months ago, and it was from a, a coach and a team that had participated with YBOA in Polk County. Uh, back in the early 90s, and he was writing oh, wow. this letter saying, you know, I'm old school. We've been participating in, in YBOA down there for, you know, almost 30 years, and it, we'd like to come back. It's been some years since we've uh, come back, and I'm old school, so that's why I'm writing this letter and asking if we can come. And, of course, I, I called him and, and, and said, absolutely, it was a team from, from Illinois. It's actually a, uh, an, a large organization up in Illinois, and we said, we'd love to have you, and then you know, about a month later, I received another letter in the mail with a typed-out roster, and a couple of months later after that, I received a uh, uh, a money order for the registration fee and, and say we look forward to coming, and, and they were here, just uh, just left yesterday. They made it to the championship game. They lost in the in the championship game yesterday in the ninth-grade division, but uh, it, it, it goes to show, I mean, how far back. I mean, teams are still connected and remember – the county and the experiences they've had down here. So it goes that far back. Wow, that is, that is a fantastic anecdote, Jack. You mentioned Mark Jackson, the great relationship you've had for him for years. And one of the things he loves to say is is prosperity through partnerships and relationships. And, I mean, that right there is a great testament of that. But real quick before we go to break, if, if anyone wants to check out more information about YBUA, uh, you have a website or any, any call to action that you want to share? Sure. Uh, brand new website last year, uh, YBOA basketball all one word ybobasketball.com 
is the website. We have all of the information about our organization and ways that you can connect in, in various areas around the country. Perfect. Fantastic. Jack, I just want to say I really appreciate you calling in the show. I know you're ready for some rest. I hope you're able to get it. Um, just uh, hope you uh, have, a, have a great uh, time off and can get a little bit of rest before that uh, Monday trip to Atlanta. I uh, appreciate it, Josh. Anytime you call, I'll be there. Anytime Polk County calls, we'll be there. Appreciate that, brother. All right. Well, well sure. sports fans, that, that's going to be it for our third segment. Again, if you guys want to get any more information on YBWA Basketball, Youth Basketball America, please visit YBWABasketball.com. We'll see you after the break. Talk Radio 96.7, fourth and final segment of Sports Central for this afternoon, brought to you by the Lakeland Ledger. Your host is Josh Hicks. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Sports Central. You're listening to Talk Radio 96.7, 1430 AM. Final segment alongside Wyatt and Becky. Well, we're pretty excited about this last segment. I know there's a lot going on in the professional world. We got the PGA, the NFL, some MLB updates, and then we're going to get into our local event segment. So, with that, let's go on with uh, the MLB and the Tampa Bay Rays update. Wyatt, you got something for us? So uh, after revising my script, uh, this has changed up a little bit, but the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays have been playing baseball recently. Um, yeah, just a little baseball. Before the ni- before last night's game, the Rays were 2-3. and three, Now they're 2-4. and four. <laughs> uh, To start the second half of the season, the Rays wrapped up a three-game series yesterday against the Texas Rangers. The Rays lost all three games, game one being 3-2, to two, game two being 5-3, to three, and game three being 5-1. to one. With that being said, the Rays are no longer first place in their division, and they are behind the Baltimore Orioles. By two, um, by two right? Not too, not too far back. Yeah, but by one game. Behind but Baltimore? Now they're getting into a series, God, actually, with awful. Baltimore. <laughs> oh, so that's gonna... Yeah, they're getting into a series with Baltimore, so this could really... Um, get a little chippy. Yeah, get interesting, but the first pitch of that game will be thrown... Well, it was thrown 14 minutes ago, <laughs> and you can watch it on your local channel if you're interested. Quick yeah, math. That's Bally Sports for most of you uh, local sports fans. You know, I don't think that they played a horrible baseball, and I'm not a Rays fan by any means, uh, Go Cubbies. But, it, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, they just had some great pitching um, for the um, the Texas Rangers. Evaldi just had a, had a great night two nights ago, and... And, you know, Gray looked really great last night before he took one on the ankle or the calf, whatever happened there. That looked uh, pretty painful. But, you know, their their defense um, for the Rangers was just tough. And I think that, uh, you know, the Rays had a tough time. But uh, here's to hoping for, for you Rays fans. Are you uh, from Chicago? All your teams are Chicago teams. So I'm not. I, I am Florida born and raised, but I have a lot of family members that are from mm-hmm. Illinois. So, well, you know, I can't. You know, I can't claim being from there, but I, I do enjoy a good Bears game, a good Cubs game. You know, okay. don't don't hate Becky. I'm not yeah. hating. I was just curious because okay. you're a Bears fan and you just said that you're a Cubs fan. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, I am both. <laughs> but uh, leading on to some other um, some news in the MLB world, the Detroit Tigers had a positive start to their second half of the season. They won a three game series against the Seattle Mariners coming out of the All Star break, and now they are finishing up a four game series against the Royals as we speak. Actually, they had just finished that up uh, earlier this afternoon, and they actually won in a shutout, 3-0. Um, the game on Wednesday was 3-2. So they actually have another um, series against San Diego Padres coming up tomorrow. The first pitch will be thrown at 640, and you have an Apple TV. You can certainly watch it there. You know, they um, 
they struggled as well to start off the, those games, but uh, they always um, seemed to finish strong. It was nice when I when I was looking up the the scores from this morning that it looked like the Royals actually honored Caprea, and then at the very end he hit the ribby that uh, shut the game out. So that was a nice little cap for the evening for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, it's it's nice to watch the Tigers get progressively better as we go on through the season. You know they got off to a real rough start during the first half, and we're into the second half and they're doing a lot better. But uh, getting into some PGA here, the Scottish Open wrapped up last Sunday as we saw Rory McIlroy win it all on the final day, shooting uh, below 15 par overall. Robert McIntyre from Scotland had a commanding last day, shooting 6 under, but it was just not enough as he finished with 14 under on the weekend to put him in second place for the tournament. Following Robert was Scotty Scheffler in third place with uh, 10 under on the weekend. And while the Scottish Open was fun... The U.S. Open has just kicked off today, and it is a major for the PGA Tour. I believe that there are only four majors, and uh, the total purse for this tournament is $16.5 million, almost double what you will see at the Scottish Open. Uh, Your top three for that right now is uh, Wyndham Clark, uh, under 10, Rory McIlroy, 9-under, and Scotty Scheffler at 7-under. You think Royal catches them on the next day? I mean, he was hot at the... Uh, watch out for Scotty. Uh, Scotty. Okay. Watch out for Scotty. All right. Well, we, I know the last couple of weeks we have been talking about DeAndre Hopkins and what he may or may not do. It does look like he finally made a decision. He went over to the Tennessee Titans. You know, this whole time he was talking about waiting out, waiting it out. He wanted to go to a team that got him a shot at the ship. Unfortunately, it seems like it was just about the money. It, you know, he was. He ended up making um, twenty-six million dollars over the two-year contract. Um, you know, they're going to be ranked 18th next year. I don't think that that's going to matter much. But with that, we uh, we are ending our show. We didn't get a chance to do the local update. Please visit, visit Central Florida Sports for more information on local events coming up. We hope to see you guys next Thursday at 5 p.m., 96.7 FM Talk Radio.